brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Oh, brother. What an absolutely phenomenal day to be an ape. The stock market was downright bonkers today. In this video, I want to talk about the craziness of AMC and GME, and I want to spend some time answering the most common question I got today. Did the shorts cover. We'll be diving into that, the data, the metrics, my reasoning. I want to spend a little bit of time talking about Bed Bath & Beyond, which is important with Ryan Cohen and the connection to GameStop there. And I also want to spend a little bit of time talking about Tesla, Elon Musk, and the potential stock split slash new dividend payment. So with all that being said, let's hop right into it. Well, in case you didn't see the market today, Monday, March 28th, here's the TLDR version. It was insane. It was ridiculous. Borderline unbelievable. Now, the overall market had a pretty good day, gained almost 1%, but Tesla, and we're going to be getting into this, gained 8%, currently trading at 192. GME gained almost 25%, almost at $190. AMC gained almost 45%, trading at just below $30 and then Bed Bath & Beyond, crazy, crazy gain of 16.5%, currently trading at $26. So as you can tell, there's a lot for us to get into. Let's kick it off with Tesla. Very, very good day. Like I said, an 8% gain. And yes, the spy and the cues are good, so that helped. But the abnormal performance of Elon Musk's brainchild here is because of exactly this. Tesla to request shareholder approval for a stock split. Now, remember very quickly with the stock split, it's equivalent of going from one $20 bill to $21 bills or five, one $5 bill to five $1 bills. So overall, the market cap shouldn't change. It does because of various psychology related things, but it doesn't at first fundamentally change the market cap of the company. You just have more stock at less of a price. The reason they're doing this and why there's maybe a little bit more excitement is twofold. First, the last time there was a stock split, which was about two years ago, it was a five for one stock split. That, from the moment of the announcement up until the actual split, was very, very bullish. It performed very well. So people are remembering that, and that helped. But then this time around, maybe even a little bit more enthusiasm going on because the reasoning for it, according to a CNBC report from Elon Musk today, they said, hey, we want to do it because we want to start offering you a dividend, which is just kind of signaling to the public that they feel they are in a very, very good situation. So just so you know, I just want to give you the numbers here. It is shorted, not that much, 3% cost of borrow negligible, utilization negligible. These are just the numbers here on Tesla I wanted to give you. And in terms of the chart, it's been ripping ever since March 15th. 
Don't forget that March 17th, that's when the Pelosi's got into it. But anyway, I mean, it's been on a crazy rip. Be careful for the gap to the downside. Would love to see the breakout of 1,115, 1,120. I'm just seeing this two shoulders back here from January and December uh, a couple months ago. So I'm looking for the breakout there. And if we get it, the next watch for me personally be 1,170. But yes, Tesla looking for a stock split. They're attempting to do it for a dividend. Very, very bullish news. Yes, the spine, the Q's rip, but Tesla has been on a tear ever since March 15th, the bottom of this bull channel. So that's what's going on with Tesla. Now let's turn it over to the king of the day, AMC, almost a 45% return. This is just crazy. Now with AMC short interest of 21%, you have a cost of borrow still oddly low at 2.8%, utilization of 100%, the same thing ever since February 8th, same with GME, and shares on loan is now 138 million with an estimation of 108 million actually shorted against AMC. Now, I want to first go over the chart and then we'll do the same with Jamie. And then I want to get into my reasoning of why I don't actually think that the shorts covered today, or I should say at least not all of them. So we ran right up to this resistance of the high 29s, which we saw kind of some consolidation, a little bit of support, a little bit of resistance back here in December. So once again, AMC is reacting to that level, but beautiful breakouts of 24, this trend line of 27. We broke through a lot of resistance today. And I'm sure if you're an AMC trader, investor, you have a big old smile on your face. The next thing I'm watching is this region basically between 32 and some change and then maybe 34. I just see some resistance here from late December and then also from early December. This is my next watch just to throw out some levels of resistance and support to all of you. Now, very quickly with GME, crazy good day as well. Gained almost 25% with a short interest, a sky high at 25, cost to borrow at 20, utilization 100, shares on loan 22.6 million with an estimation of 15.6 million actually short against GME. I think there's a pretty decent argument to say that it might actually be a little bit higher because remember, this is an estimate. We only get this type of information every two weeks. You know what's a crazy thing about AMC and GME is in the past two weeks, GME shorts are down about a billion dollars. AMC shorts are down about 700 million. The craziest thing about those stats is that was before the market opened today. In the past two weeks, before the bell went dingity ding 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 today, collectively, they were down 1.7 billion in the past two weeks. And that was before GME's gain of 25%. That was before AMC's gain of 45%. Folks, let it settle in that both of these companies added billions of dollars to their market cap today. Another way to say that is both of these companies added billions of dollars to shareholder value today. That is downright ridiculous. And I very much hope that you got a piece of it. One thing I want to talk about, and it was just because I got this question a lot today, was did the shorts cover? Well, the first thing we have to consider is, okay, with AMC, let's just use this number of 108 million. And on GME, let's just use this number of 15.6 million. Well, AMC did right here have a trading volume of 224. So obviously that does eclipse it. And in terms of GME, we are looking at 16 million. And just to give you a recap, that's pretty much in line. So I think with GME, it's actually easier to explain, no, it didn't, because that would mean that pretty much all the volume today from the bell opening to the bell closing was shorts covering. 
not going to happen. There were many algorithms going, high-frequency traders, market makers, FOMO, institutions. There were many other players besides just shorts covering all day, all day, all day. It just doesn't really add up there. Now, yes, you can apply some of that concept also to AMC because we've traded about double the volume that's estimated to be short right now. So, okay, there's a little bit of wiggle room in the math there. But once again, let's think about all the other things going on. I mean, the enthusiasm was sky high today. There had to be some FOMO buys. The, if you look at the options market in both AMC and Jimmy, there were many out of the money calls that went in the money. So I'm betting to a certain degree, there had to be some hedging without a doubt. So did some shorts cover in these two? I'm not saying no shorts covered. I'm just arguing that in two days when we actually get the data set, it's going to be minuscule relative to the short interest that we're seeing in real time right now. I think the craziness we saw, remember, in when you're seeing the market actually trade, buying is buying. It doesn't matter if it's FOMO buying, it doesn't matter if it's shorts covering, and it doesn't matter if it's people who sold premium that need to now hedge their position. Buying looks like buying. I would guess that it's a combination of the three throughout the day. I'm not sitting here saying absolutely no shorts covered. But when we start looking into some of these other things, like for example, what I have up right now, days to cover on the one week, we know the days to cover is in excess of one day. So, and that's on the shortest time frame. It just gets bigger if you look at the two week or the three month. So right away on both AMC and GME, I'm seeing a days to cover on the lowest time interval, which is gonna be the less supportive of the apes position, still in excess of one day. So right away, I'm like, did the shorts cover? Some did, but I, I don't think it was a mega amount by any means. And then the other thing I wanna point out on both AMC and GME is right here. The average age of these shares going out on loan, which is the appropriate step you have to take to take a legal, legitimate short position against either of these. Well, AMC, we're at 78.5 days. And on GME, we are now at 61 days. That duration, both in excess of two months, there's just no way what we saw in terms of the volume today, the volatility of the charts, and the other just logical things going on, especially when you include just like the pure metric of days to cover. I just don't see it happening. Theoretically, could it have happened? I guess, but like, I honestly don't even think I believe that. I really don't think it could because there was too much additional engagement in the markets today besides just purely shorts covering. And if we saw that my reasoning for that is just the fact that if we if it was shorts covering all day, it would have just been a pure rip, no red bars, just insane, just them buying, 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 buying all day. It would have been much more volatile. I just don't buy it. We will get the answer to that in two days because remember, we're on a T2 settlement cycle. So we'll be able to know from the return shares on Wednesday of this week, we're going to get a bit more clarity, but I would bet any amount of money that, did we see some shorts covered? Yeah. Was it a crazy amount? No, I, I actually, I truly don't believe really any noteworthy percentage of today's volume in AMC or GME was shorts covering for all those reasons listed. And even on something like GME, the cost to borrow is still sky high. We're still seeing that demand. I mean, there was only a net change of 100,000 today. AMC is this holding constant, and there was a net borrow against AMC. This metric alone tells me, no, it really, it was actually a net increase in the shorts against AMC today, which is just insane. So we went over those price levels of what I'm watching I do want to quickly remind you, especially with reference to AMC and Jimmy, I think it's absurdly silly to have price targets. 
I would recommend watching this video if you want to know what I mean and my own exit strategy. I would watch this video why you shouldn't use price targets. But I am seeing price targets on various forms of social media. Some are comically high, some are comically low. I really don't think we should be using price targets. If your goal is to maximize your profits, the TLDR version is you ride the trend. It's that simple. It's not like it has to go here. It has to go here. As soon as you put those types of things on, especially with the time frame, it becomes that much more difficult. I also want to remind you that I'm not a financial advisor. Nothing I say should ever be considered a buy, a sell, or a hold signal. I am very much invested in AMC and Jimmy. I want it to go higher because I think I can make a lot of money. But at the end of the day, you have to do what's appropriate for you. You have to take care of your own financial situation, your own family's financial situation, and if you're attempting to do that, I think it's important to be like, okay, how can I maximize my profits? And I think the best way to maximize your profits is to ride the trend and get the meat of the move. Don't put on these, I guess, concepts of like, it has to go to this price. It has to go to buy this price by this date. Those unmet expectations, I think, uh, from an emotional, psychological point, are the things that could really mess up this play. Um, uh, like, I'm more of a personal level for you of like, you're like, wait, I thought this and I had this. And all of a sudden, like, this very much is a mental game and you got to stay on the ball. The final thing I want to talk about, because this is just like such a crazy day, is particularly with Ryan Cohen, which we know he owns now, what, 9.1 million shares of GME. So we were talking about the shorts that got absolutely burned today. Well, 9.1 million shares on a nice 25% gain. He made millions and millions and millions. And then it gets even bigger when you realize how much he owns of Bed Bath & Beyond, which had a beautiful gain of 16.5%. Ryan Cohen crushing it on these two trades. And a little bit of an update there, just Bed Bath & Beyond shares rise after retailer strikes deal with activist investor Ryan Cohen. So this was last week, and we're actually seeing the continuation into today. Obviously, with GME and AMC also just going completely bonkers. Bed Bath & Beyond announced that it has struck a deal with activist investor Ryan Cohen. The home goods retailer said in news release that three people from Cohen's firm, RC Ventures, will immediately join Bed Bath's board of directors. So definitely strong arming them there. Cohen revealed the stake in Bed Bath earlier this month and said the company should shake up operations and consider a sale of the Bye Bye Baby chain. So that's a quick reminder of what's going on in this situation. Ryan Cohen is absolutely destroying it in AM or excuse me, GME and Bed Bath & Beyond over the past two weeks. Like we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. And if this continues, it could literally be billions of dollars, probably one of the most exciting March time periods in his entire life. And then obviously people who aren't in AMC, like, I mean, you see the gains yourself. This is absolutely crazy. Remember, calm, cool, collected, stick to your trading plan with an emphasis on your. It's your trading plan. Don't just arbitrarily believe these random price targets and dates. I think that's all BS. Stick to what you know. Stick to your DD. I would love to get your thoughts on all this insanity in a comment below. If you enjoy this video and you want to help me out with the algorithm, it would be awesome if you could hit that like button. And don't forget to join up with the Moon Gang by hitting the subscribe button. I appreciate your time. I hope you're having an absolutely BEA beautiful day. And I'll catch you in the next video. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.